turn your Bibles to the book of Matthew. We're in chapter uh, 18, and we're kind of, we're going to, if you've been paying attention, we're well, going to see that we've, we're skipping about eight verses. It's not because I don't uh, believe that we should go over them. We will. It's on paying your taxes, so I thought we'll just wait a little bit. Since today's Family Sunday, we're going to talk about being a kid again. Ever, anybody think about ever being a kid again? Uh, for those of you who are older, you're getting older, your body's filling out maybe a little bit, right? Maybe it's, it's not, it's not, it's, you know, like one of the things I noticed when I turned 40, I just, it takes me longer to heal. I, you know, when I was a kid, you get hurt, whatever, it doesn't, you don't really worry about that, but I, it takes me longer to heal. Like I got the same injury uh, over and over again. So what does it mean to become a kid again? I want to talk about that this morning in Matthew chapter 18. And again, this is Family Sunday, so we have a little more leeway uh, if, if you want. Typically, I don't like it when people start shouting stuff out while I'm preaching, but if I ask a question, you can feel free to go ahead and uh, uh, answer it, and especially if you're a kid or in bold or in core. And by the way, I don't know who the girl was that was doing that one dance, but she's grounded. Uh, okay. <laughs> Matthew chapter 18. Doggone, I have got to figure out how to fix that. I will one day. At that time, the disciples came to Jesus and asked, Who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? He called a little child and had him stand among them. And he said, I tell you the truth, unless you change, the New American Standard says you're converted. It basically means until you turn around and become uh, like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever humbles himself like this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And whoever welcomes a little child like this in my name welcomes me. But if anyone causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin, it would be better for him to have a large millstone. It's a big stone. It's, in the Greek, it's a, it's a stone that the mule, a mule would have to go and it would grind the, grind the wheat and have a huge millstone hung around his neck and it'd be drowned in the depths of the sea. If you, hey, thanks. If you uh, watch The Sopranos, it would be swim with the fishes is what exactly what Jesus is saying here. So what, what does he mean? What is Jesus saying to come like a child? I, I, I have a, there's this acting like a child. Seriously, do you ever, do you ever look like that? You know, you don't ever do. No, don't talk to her about like that. He looks like that. Okay, good. You guys are a perfect example for what I'm going to talk about this morning. Acting like a child or becoming like a child. There's a difference. If I say to you, you're acting like a child, you know already I'm insulting you, right? Because what am I saying? I'm saying you're immature. I'm saying you're, uh, if you're becoming like a child, then you're just innocent. Okay, we've all seen us go from one side to the other. Demanding. And when you act like a child, you're demanding. When you become like a child, you're dependent. When you act like a child, you're whining. Okay? When you become like a child, you're humble. When you're acting like a child, you're hyperactive and out of control. Which was me, by the way, growing up. Believe it or not, it's incredible. Uh, become like a child, you're excited, okay? Uh, you're disruptive when you're acting like a child. When you become like a child, you're uninhibited. Sometimes I like to watch, there's not a right or wrong way to worship, okay? I'm not, I'm not saying that people who raise their hands are worshiping more than people who have it. There's absolutely no scriptural reference for that. There is scriptural reference, though, for uninhibited worship. To be so amazed by what God has done that it actually affects how you respond physically. 
Okay? Little kids are uninhibited. If I, if I, I won't do it right now, but if I just said for the kids to scream right now, they'd all scream at the top of their lungs. If I said adults, scream, hey, okay, woo, woo, right? Because adults, as we get older, we become more inhibited because we become more proud. We don't want to look like a fool. We don't want to look silly. We, we think every, adults think everyone's looking at them. Now, is that acting like a child or becoming like a child? When you act like a child, you're arrogant. You think you can do anything. Nothing's going to hurt you. When you become like a child, you're teachable. You want to learn. Okay? So, Jesus, let me just set the stage what's happening right now. It's like Jesus is driving in a minivan right now. And he's got all his disciples in the back. I don't know if you've ever taken a trip with your wonderful family. I love my family. But I don't know where I came up with this analogy. Probably from your family, not from mine. But Jesus is driving in the minivan, and all of a sudden the disciples start razzing each other. Because remember, Jesus has just called Peter Satan. Okay? So you can imagine, you know, they're in the back. Way to go, Satan. I am not Satan. He said you were Satan. I am not. Right? It just starts this little bickering. Right? Who's the greatest? Right? Well, he said on me, he was going to build his church. Oh, yeah, he sure is. Satan. Oh, right? Going back and forth, arguing with each other and, you know, uh, 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 you know, calling each other names, you know, talking about, well, you can't catch fish. Oh, yeah, your mom can't catch fish. Oh, yeah. And, you know, and then all of a sudden, Jesus, what's going on back there? Right? And when you put, listen, when you put all the Gospels together, I'm not that far off. Okay, because what happened, not in this gospel, but in another gospel, it says Jesus asked them about what they were talking about, but they were quiet because they knew they were asking about who's the greatest. Okay, so I'm not, I'm in, he wasn't really in a minivan, believe it or not, but this story is kind of like that. So they, they get real quiet, you know, and Jesus starts to talk to them and say, listen, guys, stop acting like children. You need to turn this. If I have to pull this van over, is basically what Jesus is saying. I brought you into this world. I could take you out, right? And he did. Okay. So, so he, 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 he's about ready to pull the minivan over. And he goes, you know, what? I'm going to tell you something. Unless you guys change your attitude, we ain't going to Disneyland. Okay. I will turn this car right around. You better change your attitude. If we don't, you're not entering the kingdom, not the magic kingdom, okay? We're not entering the kingdom of heaven unless you turn it around. Stop acting like children. And you know what happens, right? They're all quiet. And then John finally goes, okay, Satan, right? Okay, all right, that's how, I always have to get one more thing in. So what's Jesus talking about, about becoming like a child? We all want to be mature, right? We all want to be adults. Aren't we always telling our kids, grow up? Tell you, you can grow up, grow up, grow up, grow up. And then Jesus comes along and goes, hey, become like a child. And the kid's like, see, I told you, right? What's going on? Well, all through Scripture, through the New Testament, we're called God's children. If you're a follower of Jesus Christ, if you have a relationship with God, you are actually his child. Okay? And it's all through the Scripture. Even Jesus, I have one in here in John, says, my children, I will be with you only a little while longer. Jesus understood these were his children. They, he was responsible for them. And if, you're a, a, if you know God, if you're a follower of Jesus, you are a child. <laughs> Baby. Okay, no. 
Right? Look at John, uh, 3 John uh, 4. It says, I have no greater joy than this to hear of my children walking in the truth. You are children. I'm God's child. And so often we get so caught up in, 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 in life, in this world, trying to be all grown up, trying to know everything we can, trying to get as far as, as we can ahead in life, that we miss the fact that in this kingdom, we're just little kids. And God has something to say about it. He wants us to be like children. And you know what? We've all seen it. You, you know, everyone who has kids, or even if you don't have kids, you're an aunt, you're an uncle, right? You're, even you see it in your brother and sisters, your grandma, okay? A great grandma, a great, great grandma, okay? It doesn't matter. No, go ahead. She can, she can, she can go for it. What's that? Your Nana's awesome. I don't know. If you're Nana, I can't. That's, that's the best. That's the best. Okay, so whatever you are, you've seen it with kids. Acting like a child, becoming like a child. When they act like children, they're so annoying. When, they're, when they become like children and they're teachable and moldable, you go, oh man, yeah. You know what, adults? When we act like children, we're so annoying. Because it, st- it goes right in the face of who God is. Yeah, have you ever argued with a kid and you're like, are you kidding me, really? Like, we're really having this conversation? You don't know anything. You don't even, I do too. What? Right? Adults, don't we do it to God, our Heavenly Father? We need to stop acting like children. Stop getting so, oh no, what's going to happen? Oh, this is terrible. I can't have that cupcake. I can't do this. And the Lord's going, really? Are we really having this conversation? So let's talk about what is it to become like a child, to turn. Jesus said to be converted, to turn around. What does it mean to become like a child? You have a question? They, they came in later and they didn't hear my announcement. Okay. Why are you looking up in the balcony? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. I will tear you up from up here. Okay. Okay. So isn't Family Sunday fun? I love it. I'm telling you. I love Family Sunday. I love it. Okay. Five things I want to talk about becoming like a child. Okay. The first is protection. Protection. And again, if Jesus says... Look, if you cause one of these little ones to stumble, I'm, you're going to be swimming with the fishes. You want protection, okay? Protection. What does that look like? Well, what does it look like in our families? I mean, one of the first things that is your job, when you, when you become a parent, I didn't know this was going to happen to me, but all of a sudden you get so, you become like a, like a you should see my wife. When it comes, she is the nicest person. When it comes to my kids, protecting my kids, she's like, she's like a bear. Why? It happens naturally. You, our natural instinct is to protect our kids. Now listen, listen, please listen. Did you know God's natural instinct is to protect his children? He wants you protected. Now you say, well, but that can't be. I was just in an accident four weeks ago. You know, that's not protect. We've got to think kingdom-mindedness. Okay, what what we call protection is might might actually be um, comfort (laughs) when God wants us maybe to go through something difficult. But he's always looking to protect us. So what do you say? Let me let me read real quick in Matthew chapter 23. 
verse 37. This is Jesus' heart. We're going to get to this when we get more into Matthew. Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you who kill the prophets and stone those who sent you. In other words, you who act like children. You're trying to get your own way. You're just responding in anger. How often have I longed to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, but you are not willing. God oftentimes wants us protected, but we're not willing to submit to what that protection means. And let me, let me t- t- tell you what I'm talking about here. One of the ways God protects us is he wants to protect our mind. One of the, one of the things that's very, very important for you kids, little kids, other kids, For adults, sometimes it's too late, but adults certainly. Your mind needs to be protected. Sometimes things get into your mind that never, ever, ever leave. And the Lord has given us a set of things to say, listen, I don't want you viewing that. I don't want you hearing that. I don't want you in those certain situations because I want to protect your mind. If you think about it, think of the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, joy. Peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, mind. The fruit of God working in our life is a mind that is able to deal with certain situations. God wants to protect our mind. Remember when we memorized that scripture? Philippians in chapter 4, verse 6 and 7. Do not be anxious about anything. Now listen. But in everything, come to him like a child. And everything, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. Say, God, I can't handle this. I'm just a little kid. Now watch what happens. God protects our mind when we do that. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. God wants to protect your mind. But see, part of it, like when Jesus said you were unwilling, we have to submit to his authority. There are things, church, you have no business watching. There are things you have no business listening to. You say, oh, I'm old enough. I can handle it. I don't know. Those words don't even bother me. I know what's going on. Your heavenly father wants to protect your mind. Okay, and we have to think like children. Lord, do you want me watching this? We're going to, in September, I'm so excited. In September, we're going to go through a six-week series on the most important question of your life. I'm not going to tell you what the question is. But we're going to be talking about living wise lives. A lot of times we say to ourselves, is it okay? Is this all right? Is everyone else doing it? Who else is reading this? Who else is watching this? Who else is listening to this? Instead of going, Lord, what would you have me do? We want to know. What the peers are doing. Well, you know what? I talked to that family and they watch this show, so we can. No. God wants to protect your mind. Go before him and ask him, okay? So God, that's the first thing we see when we come like a child. But remember, that's the point. We have to turn and come like a child. Oftentimes, we don't come to him. We don't submit to him. You know, when I was a, when I was a kid... <laughs> They had all this backward masking stuff. I don't know if you remember that in those times, but you'd play the record backwards and then it would say, you know, Satan is my best friend or whatever. I could never understand what it just sounded very, you know, if you told me what it was and then I, I'd hear that all of a sudden, you know, and so everything was backwards, whatever. I a lot of times couldn't understand what they were saying forwards. Okay. 
And so that was my argument with my parents. This is how stupid I was, because they just went on it. I said, Dad, what they're saying, <laughs> I don't even, how could I just walk into that snare? What they're saying forward is just as bad as what they're saying backwards. <laughs> Guess what happened to my music, <laughs> right? Because my parents couldn't understand what they were saying forwards. So off it went. You know what? I'm glad. I am glad. I'm glad my parents took that step to say, you know what? You don't need to be filling your what with that? Your mind. God wants to protect your mind. We need to think about those things. We've got to come like a child. Secondly, provision. Not just protection, but provision. This is very difficult for us to wrap your minds around, okay? But I'm going to ask you a question. Who's providing for you right now? Now listen, I know the, the spiritual answer is God. But I started thinking about this, and this is what I do. I started thinking, do I really believe that God is providing for me right now? Or do I believe I am? Now as a pastor, it's a little easier because you got other, other stuff going on. But like I'm talking about when I was doing business. Was it me? And I would say God but I didn't believe it. I knew it. I knew it to be true, but I didn't, it didn't, when an issue came up, the first person to solve that issue was going to be me. I, most of the time I didn't pray about it, didn't think about it. I was, I acted like I was the one providing for my family. Listen, you are not providing for yourself. God is providing for you. And you say, well, why didn't he give me just a little bit more then? <laughs> because I, God provides at this level. He does provide at this level. Nobody here is, uh, you know, on the street or, you know, dying of starvation, okay? But he provides at this level. I want to read a scripture to you. Listen. Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. God does not change. He's a provider. Now, the problem is we have our standard of what provision should be, right? I mean, don't we? We all want some, we all want more. And so it, it becomes, we get this whole thing like, man, so-and-so has this and they're no smarter than I am and all this kind of stuff. God, instead of going like a child and going, Lord, I don't know why. Let me give you an example. Let's say you're out of a job, okay? You're praying to God, God, I want a job. I want a job. I want a job. Now, what's more important to God? That you have a job that's fulfilling, that's your life purpose, you know, that, you know, or that maybe you learn something in the kingdom like patience or trust through this difficult time. See, sometimes when we think God isn't providing, that's when he's providing his most lavish gift. Right. Christmas. Kids, do you guys do you guys get excited for Christmas when you run down and get you do? What's your favorite part of Christmas? Yes, opening presents. I used to go down one time. I snuck down uh, early in the morning. Uh, well, 2 o'clock in the morning, which was early. And uh, all three of our kids came down. And my dad heard something. And so he had this big machete. And he came down. He turned on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was frightening, okay? Uh, there, was, there was more going on there than I wanted to know about. And so, because he was in his underwear. So, <laughs> it's just scary, right? So, so, imagine Christmas morning, you come down, 
and you, oh, you know, you rip open your presence and it's, it's trials, tribulation, difficulty. Yeah, my favorite difficulty. Thank you. You throw it down. I love you. I love you, Heavenly Father. Thank you for difficulty. It's exactly what I wanted. It's not, right? You ever get, a, you ever get your, gra- your grandma or your aunt or whatever gets you socks? You're all excited and you open up and it's socks. And you're going, this is lame. I want a G.I. Joe with a Kung Fu grip. I got socks, right? What, what is this? Did you need the socks? Yes, you needed the socks. But to you, you needed the G.I. Joe with the Kung Fu grip more. When God provides, he provides good and perfect gifts that sometimes don't look like what we want. When we act like a child, we say, why, why, why? Why don't I have this? Why don't I have a job? Why don't I have a husband? Why don't I have a wife? Why don't I have better friends? Why not? And God's saying, no, 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 no. You don't understand. I'm providing a good and perfect gift. Become like a child and trust me through the difficulty. Trust me through the waiting. You know how hard it is for a kid to wait? You say, we're going to Disneyland in two weeks. And it's like, oh, the Lord is the same way. We get so impatient. We want it now. Check this out in Matthew. Which of you, if his son asks for a bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask for them? Will it be exactly what you asked for? No. Will it be exactly what you need? Yes. When we come like a child, when we say, Lord, I don't know why I'm going through this right now. Show me. I'll, whatever. I trust you. Provide. He does it. Okay, number three. Why become like a child? Instruction. Instruction. How many kids, how many kids have you said to your parents? You, I know, I know, I know. They're trying to tell you something and you go, I know. Yeah. How many of you have kind of thought that your parents didn't really know what they were talking about? Seriously. Come on, it's okay. Jesse, put your hand down right now, but I'll kill kids. Right? Right? That's what happens when we're kids. Our parents, you know, and especially as we start getting older, we're just like, what? You know, what is all that? But then, have you ever been with a kid and they're, at, they're just, they want to be instructed? I mean, kids can ask questions. Kids can ask some questions. I mean, on and on. You know, okay, what if there was a snake... What, hap- what would happen if there was a snake that was so big it could eat America? I, I don't know. Well, how would I know that? Like, why would that even come up? Like, and so then you start thinking, well, I got to answer the question. Well, you know, it would, I don't what kind of snake is it? You know, it's like, it's like they ask so many questions. You know what? Don't get tired of answering those questions. I get tired of answering those questions sometimes. Don't get tired of it. They're becoming like a child. They want to know. They're inquisitive. And listen, sometimes we, we get to a point in our life where we think we know it all. And we have so much more to learn from our Heavenly Father. Listen to what it says here in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. When I was a child, I used to speak like a child, think like a child, reason like a child. But when I became a man, I did away with childish things. Listen. It sounds like we're saying two things. Become like a child, but then grow up. Exactly. Come like a child to your heavenly father and say, what would you have me learn? And then listen and be instructed and then grow up out of that. But still come like a child. We don't know it all. 
right? What are some questions? Kids, let me, let me ask you guys. What, what's a question you might ask your parents? Go ahead. What do you do when you get robbed? That's a good question. I run, but that's just me. Yes, a good question, yes. What would you do if your house is on fire? These are excellent questions, okay? Things we should know. What do you do when your house is on fire? This is great. Have you ever had other questions from your kids? Why? 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 Yes. Why is the sky blue? Good one. Good one. Did you have one or did she steal your question? She's always been that way, you know. I know. It's terrible, right? I used to think like a child, reason as a child. Do you know, listen, some of us still think and reason like little babies in Christ. We still act like it all revolves around us. And the Lord wants to grow us up in that. We need to go before him. Lord, how do I need to grow up? Instruction. Now, listen. I don't know what is going to happen if a snake was so big it could eat America, okay? Right? But I have access to a Father God who's all-knowing. As a matter of fact, he could probably tell you what would happen if there was a snake so big it could eat America. Right? He'd probably figure it all out. Okay, this is what happened to the earth. Of course, if there's a snake that big, he'd probably have it all figured out, right? Okay? He's our Heavenly Father. He knows everything. He's our our omniscient Father. He's all-knowing. Now, why would we not take advantage of that? Why? Why? What about this, Lord? What about that? Why did this happen? He's going to tell you. Listen, these disciples were talking about who's the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. They came up to him and asked him, yeah, so who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Now, it sounds like he berates them. Like, you better be converted and become like, but he answered their question, didn't he? The Lord's going to answer your question. You might not like the answer, but he's going to answer it. They asked him, who's the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And he said, listen, guys, unless you become like children, you turn around and go the other way, become like a child, you won't even enter the kingdom of heaven. That's good information. They, they got in trouble, <laughs> but it was good information. We cannot stop being instructed by our heavenly father. Brethren, do not be like children in your thinking, yet in evil be infants. Isn't that great? There is a sense when we should be immature, and that's in, 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 in evil. But in your thinking, be mature. And then Ephesians 4.14. As a result, we're no longer to be children tossed here and there by waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of men, by craftiness and deceitful scheming. We've got to grow up. We've got to learn. Never stop learning. If you've been a believer for 20 years, 25 years, 30 years, he's omniscient. He still has more to teach you. Still more. Always more. Go to him. Ask him. Why is this happening? I talked last week about my garden, right? Would you, uh, you want a gar- another garden update? We're, we're claiming in faith that, that we lost a couple more plants. <laughs> so it, either I'm not, I have faith smaller than a mustard seed or I don't know. But guess what? We're going before the Lord. What, what are you teaching us in here? What is going on? Should we have done that in the first place? What? It's fun. The Lord wants to answer all these questions. Number four, to become like a child, connection. I love holding my kids' hands. My, my daughters are a little too old. They, they probably get it. I, I could hold my daughter's hand when she's 40. It doesn't matter to me. I love it. I love holding my son's hand. I love going to Home Depot. I love going to Starbucks with them. I love going on trips with them. I like being around my kids. I like the connection of being with my kids. 
You know, they go through different stages. So at different times, you know, they, it, you, you can't go holding somebody's hand at Home Depot. But I could, right? right? It's, it's, it's the change in them that makes the difference, not the change in me. Now watch. As obedient children... Okay, now here's, here's what you're supposed to do, guys. This is it right here. This is Peter. He's speaking the word. This is the true word of God. Listen, as obedient children, do not be conformed to the former lusts which were yours in your ignorance. Now, in that, when we hear that word, we typically think uh, uh, immorality, right? But these are, these are desires, essentially, outside of God's plan. So you're walking down the... Walking down the, the, the uh, um, the supermarket with them and you're automatically drawn to the lucky charms right because they're magically delicious is why you like the lucky charms okay so so you're looking at them and your heavenly father is walking with you going no you know we're not going to get that right now there's a connection there's a he loves us see this relationship with god is not sunday morning church sometimes i get bored in sunday morning church it's a relationship. It's holding his hand. It's saying, what would you have me do? Why are we going through this? How come I can't have that right now? And listening to him. So don't, don't get sidetracked by that stuff that was yours in ignorance, but be like the Holy One who called you. In other words, walk in his footsteps. A lot of times people say about me and Jesse, oh, he looks just like you. Oh, he's got the same mannerisms as you do, right? That can be scary <laughs> as, a, as a, really? Which ones, you know? The cute ones or the ones that nobody's supposed to see, you know, right? But when we serve a heavenly father who does all things well, who's perfect, we follow in his footsteps. We look right at him. We say, I want to be just like you. When I grow up in my spiritual maturity, I want to be just like Jesus. It's walking in his footsteps. It's a connection. It says here, be imitators of God, therefore, as dearly loved children. We hold his hand. We say, how can I be more like Jesus? How can I be more like God? And he says, goes on, and live a life of love just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. Jesus set an example. When he came home night after night, he did things a certain way, and we're supposed to do it. He gave himself up. He humbled himself. See, there's a lot that we know. When we go through what Jesus did throughout Matthew, guys, we're supposed to be walking in his footsteps. Sometimes he ministered and ministered and ministered, gave of himself, gave of himself, gave of himself. He didn't have time to eat. I go without one meal, and I'm whining and complaining about how busy I am. That's not being an imitator of Jesus. That's acting like a child, not becoming like a child and wanting to see what God would have me do. Okay, and lastly, and we who with unveiled faces all reflect the Lord's glory are being transformed into his likeness. Does someone say to you, man, you look just like him. Oh, he's, oh you, you have his mannerisms. I know Jesus. He was patient like that once. Man, you're just like him. Do you look like your heavenly father? Are you being transformed into that likeness? When, when, when it comes time to, you know, they're giving away free stuff, kids. Do you run right to the front and push everybody out of the way? That's not what Jesus would do. Do people say, hey, man, you, 
I've seen Jesus because I've seen you. You look just like him. You act just like him. Your mannerisms are just like him. It's really a, a tough word, you know, because I, I think about this in my own life. We all can have things in our life that we know they aren't like Jesus. Things we watch, things we say, how we react. It's not the way Jesus would react. And I think to myself, you know what? I'm not as connected as I should be. Number five, why do we become like children? Correction. (laughs) Again, we talked last week about the weights and the training and all discipline for the moment seems not to be joyful but sorrowful. But afterwards, we got spiritual guns. Okay, we're spiritually ripped. We're toned. We're in shape. Here's what it says. This is where I got that from. Endure hardship as discipline. How many people, when you have your prayer life, you go, dear Lord, I pray that today you'd chastise me. I pray you would discipline me. I pray that if I step out of line, you'd thump me upside the head and just correct me. I can't. I don't think I've ever prayed that because quite frankly, I don't want it. Praise God, he does. Praise God, he does want to correct me. He does want to chastise me. Watch what it says. God is treating you as sons. For what son is not disciplined by his father? If you're not disciplined, and everyone undergoes discipline, then you are illegitimate children and not true sons. Moreover, we have all had human fathers who disciplined us, and we respected them for it. How much more? Should we submit to the Father of our spirits and live? Discipline does not feel good. To have the Lord say, you know what? You, I gave you that. You mishandled it. And I'm taking it away now until you can have it. You ever discipline your kids that way? Or, you you know, you you do it as an uncle or an aunt or whatever. You say, you know what? You can't. You're not responsible enough for that. And then we say, Lord, why? Why? Why is this happening to me? And he's like, because you did it to yourself. It goes on. Our fathers disciplined us for a little while as they thought best. But God disciplines us, listen, for our good that we may share in his holiness. Again, that we might become like him. No discipline seems pleasant at the time. This is that verse we talked about last week. But painful. Later on, however, it's going to be good. Harvest of righteousness and peace. Again, protecting that mind. For those who have been trained by it. So this morning as the worship band returns. uh, Where in your life are you acting like a child? Where are you immature? Where are you whining? Where are you demanding? Where are you uh, hyperactive and you're not. you, You can't be controlled. Is there some place in your life where you say you know what? I need to start to become like a child rather than just acting like a child. I need to go before my Heavenly Father and say, Lord, what do you have for me? What would you have me do? 